Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Beyond 50 radio program. I'm Daniel Davis. We have a lot of heated tensions and uncertainty certainly happening around the world, and the question is, what are we doing as we take one step at a time toward our uncertain future? With the chaos that's building up from wars expanding to the collapse of economies, we move into what is known as the Age of Aquarius. On our program today, we're going to be talking about the remainder of 2023 and into 2024 with astrology expert and internationally recognized certified specializing in business and economic astrology. Our guest is also the co-author of the book, Money is an Energy Game. Her background includes a bachelor's of associate degree and honors in economics and more than 15 years of industrial sales and marketing experience with both small business and corporations and more than 30 years of experience in astrology. I'd like to welcome to the Beyond 50 radio program today, our guest, Madeline Gerwig. Madeline, thank you for joining us here on the program. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. You bet. Now, let's go ahead and begin with your take on how you see things right now. What's going on? I mean, are these kids ever going to learn how to play along in the playground and just keep everybody happy? <laughs> You're talking about the Middle East? <laughs> See, well, seems to be a big uh, problem over there. <laughs> exactly. So um, we have a, um, um, a major situation going on over there. You're kind of seeing... Israel is being surrounded uh, by people that, or countries, I should say, that are against their um, plans. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, basically at this point, whatever has been said about the Middle East conflict, uh, I think will pale in comparison to Russia entering that war. And it's probably been a week to 10 days that I first heard that Russia plans to announce that they will uh, basically have a special military operation <laughs> in Israel. And, <clears throat> and that also China and, uh, well, Xi and Putin had met, and China had sent six warships to the Mediterranean to support Russia. So there's there's some evidence of this story uh, just with that. <clears throat> so I, I actually decided to look at Russia's chart and their cycles to see if there's any indication that they would do that. And I found a very definite war cycle in their chart that looks like it's for a new war. And this was uh, Mars overhead conjunct <clears throat> Russia's uh, Pluto and Venus, and they were all opposite Uranus. So this is a highly explosive set of cycles. Um, 
going to become exact. It's a new moon on November 13th. And so I actually started looking at all the uh, companies involved in this for the November 13th uh, new moon um, cycles. And uh, I I doubt you're actually going to see too much. I mean, you could have something happen today or tomorrow. But on the 5th of November, we go into third quarter phase of the moon and generally that's basically meaning that the structures are not in place for new starts so I don't actually expect to see anything happen until right around the new moon it could start a day or two before the new moon but uh, generally you're you're looking at it waiting through that third quarter phase uh, position so now right uh, behind that particular cycle with Mars sitting on their Pluto and <laughs> Venus <laughs> opposite Uranus. You, you also have the sun overhead uh, coming along right behind Mars. They're very close. They're about two degrees apart. And uh, <clears throat> and all that is, you know, opposite Uranus, which is the planet of disruption and unexpected events. And um, <clears throat> so they actually do have the power to do it. Uh, it would be highly disrupted disruptive and 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 pretty much i think somewhat unexpected at least um and based on other cycles you know jupiter overhead is trying their north node their uranus and neptune so russia is actually in pretty good shape they actually have plenty of growth and abundance going on in their country uh unlike other places (laughs) so um so i i think russia could do it and I went and looked at China's um, chart, which is now based on when the CCP took over. Uh, and they actually have strong cycles for war as well. So the Sun and Mars um, overhead are square to China's Pluto and Mars conjunction. So that's a pretty rough uh, cycle, actually. And uh, China's Zeus uh, overhead <coughs> is trying the uh, Eris uh, overhead, and it's sextile to their, to the uh, Zeus overhead. So, so Zeus was the uh, the god who had uh, lightning bolts coming out of his hands, or he could make that happen. Uh, so, pretty powerful guy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there are some suggestions in the cycles that uh, these two powerful countries could step in and uh, make a fairly significant change to the situation in Israel. Now, I also looked at the U.S., and uh, oddly enough, uh, this is really interesting. There are actually two charts for the U.S. There's the July 4th, 1776 chart, and then there's the Constitution chart when that chart was approved by the uh, I think it was like nine, uh, they had to have, I think, nine um, colonies, colonies or states approve it. And uh, so when the ninth one approved it, which happened to be New Hampshire, uh, the Constitution became the legal document for the U.S. So both of those charts have mercury in the same place, within two degrees of each other, and it's fascinating <laughs> to see how these things work, you know, like 12 years apart or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but anyways, 
both of the, these charts uh, are looking like the U.S. is primarily offering mostly talk or advice for the Middle East war. So it doesn't appear from the cycles that the U.S. is going to put in a lot of uh, people, a lot of weapons, etc., which may be because we don't have much. Uh, <clears throat> but but just from the cycles alone, it, um, those planets are sextile to the U.S. Neptune in the July 4th chart. So it looks like they're more focused on creating a peaceful solution and and not supporting, you know, if they were going to support, you know, if the U.S. was going to support uh, a, a big uh, war situation, they'd be, I'd be seeing something with Mars uh, or Mars and Uranus or something of that nature. Uh, but <clears throat> there really isn't anything that makes me think that that's what's going to happen. Um, so, uh, and because Uranus overhead is also sextile to the USA Mercury's, the two of them, that would suggest that perhaps there's a new idea or a new perspective or a new way of of pursuing the situation, uh, which I think is actually going to end up being a two-state solution. Um, but we'll see how this plays out. Um, and we'll see if Russia actually announces such a move because uh, they would be a much bigger player than all the other ones. <laughs> so, so you know that would kind of change the uh, the power structure in that uh, little mess. <clears throat> and I also looked at Israel's cycles, and of course, uh, as you might suspect, uh, Israel's cycles are extremely challenging. Now their sun is at 23 degrees Taurus and it's being opposed by the sun, moon, and Mars at the uh, November 13th new moon, while Uranus is sitting just a couple of degrees away from it. So so th that suggests that there are fights with other countries that are being highlighted, and, and we're watching these right now, that they're lining up. So um, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of a big mess. Now, um, they're... Um, the sun is also opposed by Mercury overhead right now. So right now the battle is primarily with words. Um, not that they're not doing anything, but that's where the, the big battle with other countries primarily is. Um, so we'll see. Um, they, um, <clears throat> they have uh, a Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which is being squared at the moment by... Uh, Mars and the Sun. So Saturn-Pluto conjunctions are countries that really want a lot of control. And of course they have exhibited that situation <laughs> for years. So um, with the Mars and Sun square to that, uh, it actually looks like they're being stopped. Um, so we'll see. It might just be that they're stopped long enough to get a plan together, Mars square Saturn is often that you need to have a, a plan before you take action, and if you don't, you're stopped one way or the other. <laughs> so um, this is a situation where they don't seem to have a plan. And the other possibility um, <clears throat> is that they may not have enough ammunition. Uh, so that's another uh, issue that I think uh, could also be showing up with that particular 
cycle. Uh, and it could also be that they don't have enough trained soldiers. Uh, they may have a big reserve, but those people may not have been trained as well or be as physically fit as somebody who's, you know, in the Army day to day. So um, we'll see. Uh, the Sun and Mars is going to move on after the um, the November 13th new moon. And around the 21st, the Sun and Mars will square their Mars which is at 28 Leo. So uh, <laughs> that looks like Israel's pretty upset at that point, ready to fight. Uh, but at that point, it's possible that maybe the fight is about whether or not they have a two-state solution rather than them going into Gaza or uh, some other solution that they <laughs> may be militarily uh, considering. So We'll, we'll just wait and see. Um, Pluto's also in conjunct Israel's Mars right now. So so their military is not what I would call in good shape, meaning Pluto often represents some situation that may have deteriorated in some sense. And, of course, we don't really know why they weren't able to fend, you know, defend themselves when that attack occurred. Uh, certainly very strange. <clears throat> But it does suggest that this particular cycle is important for us to notice that they're not strong militarily at this time. And, of course, their leader, uh, Netanyahu, is not strong either because he's kind of uh, <clears throat> being attacked from all sides, even by his own people. So <clears throat> they don't have enough support for going into Gaza and and making all those people... Um, basically refugees. So I do think it's very likely that they could be forced into uh, taking a two-state solution. And that's what I would expect to see come out of this. And that is, just in my opinion, probably the only way you can actually have peace in the Middle East. And since we're in the process of creating a 1,000 years of peace, uh, that seems like an important uh, piece to the puzzle. <laughs> so does that, does that give you a, a good idea of what yeah. I think is going on? <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because what I'd like you to do, if you can put in the simplest perspective, you know, since we're exploring this through astrology, what is it that lines all this up? Because I also like to look at lessons learned, and hopefully they're learned well without too much damage you know, especially irreparable damage. And what's funny is, you know, there's a lot of thoughts out there about this whole thing being a plan in such a way that it's caused to divide America, which is being divided. You know, it's either you're pro-Palestine or pro-Israel. And it's like, well, look, you know, the people don't have anything to do with this. It's really the governments. And, you know, there's a deeper history behind, you know, especially the establishment of Israel. Uh, back right. in World War right. II, what that's all about, you know, and so I feel like there's a lot of ignorance out there about the reality of what all this is, and yes. that being what is the astrological way and the reasonable way of looking at this and what brings this all together, Because and then go into what, what Aquarius, the age of Aquarius actually represents, <laughs> you know, okay. and what that looks like us 
Okay. Well, first of all, since I do teach prosperity training, and a lot of that's based on the the, uh, law of attraction, I want to first mention that nothing can ever occur to anyone or any country or any organization that they have not put out the energy for. In other words, the energies are always coming back to someone. And so the first thing you have to ask yourself is how did Israel attract such an event? Now, however you answer that question should lead you into a an understanding of the uh, very, very old saying that it takes two to tango. <laughs> so uh, there's never a situation where someone is attacking someone else that both parties are not responsible. It just does not occur. In the language of the law of one, uh, they would say that Israel authorized that attack from an energetic point of view of what's been happening. Whatever energy Israel has put out, whether it's to Hamas or the Palestinians or others, doesn't actually matter. You see, it's just simply a matter of the type of energy that's been putting out. And I just mentioned to to you that in their their, uh, birth chart, they have a cycle that's very, very strong that wants everything to be under their control. Well, unfortunately, that's led to what I would call oppression. And we do have a set of cycles right now that I would refer to as a spiritual revolution, which is unfolding. So you're actually watching this occur with the questions that um, are being asked. So people are asking things like, well, is it really fair to, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, force a million people to become refugees uh, because of what Hamas did? And, And, or is it really fair for Israel to maintain an open-air concentration camp is how it's being presented. So however you want to look at those questions, these are the kinds of questions that are going to be asked because of the spiritual revolution that is occurring now through 2026. Now, last month, um, Israel's chart was hit with an eclipse, and that eclipse was the October 14th eclipse. And... It's related to very, very fast-moving events, and we're watching this in other ways around the world as well as in our own country. So those eclipses are still in uh, range uh, through, both of them are in range through November 14th, and the second one, which occurred on the 28th, is in range through November 28th, meaning that they can trigger eclipse events that late after the actual eclipse itself. So we're watching these different uh, situations unfold because in order to get to a thousand years of peace, and I'll mention a little bit more about the age of Aquarius in a moment, but in order to get to a thousand years of peace, you can't have anyone being oppressed. 
and it doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's never worked, and someone's always going to be uh, in resentment mode, and and at some point that's going to flare up, and you're going to get attacked. Whoever the uh, oppressor is is going to get attacked. So you're never going to get to peace that way. So these situations, from a spiritual point of view, are coming up <clears throat> to be changed so that we can move forward in a better way. Now, interestingly, uh, I wouldn't say that Hamas did something that I would recommend, but on the other hand, <laughs> they have finally woken up the world uh, in such a way and at a certain time that the two-state solution uh, may actually occur at this point. And in a certain sense, uh, that's where it should be pointing to. It should be pointing to a peaceful solution so that we can move forward. Now, the age of Aquarius, um, the first the first real um, uh, situation with <clears throat> the planets there, Pluto is going to move back into Aquarius. Aquarius on January 20th. It was there for a few months, uh, and then it moved back to Capricorn. And uh, <clears throat> Capricorn's about control <laughs> and consolidation of control <laughs> and that sort of thing. <clears throat> Whereas Pluto, when it moves into Aquarius, and it's not going to stay there permanently when it does this on January 20th, but it'll be there until early September and then it'll come back in uh, in late November of next year, and it'll stay until 2043. I think maybe it's March, March or May, somewhere in there, of 2043. So Pluto in Aquarius is about having things, uh, having power distributed instead of consolidated. And uh, you see this in a certain sense with the Internet. The Internet doesn't have a, for lack of a better word, a headquarters. It's, it's everywhere. It's distributed. And that's a very good example of what Aquarius is like. <clears throat> Things are distributed. So when Pluto goes into Aquarius, <clears throat> power becomes redistributed in a different way so that you have a situation where no one is sort of over anybody else. It's it's a different situation. Now, Aquarius has other <laughs> things associated with it, such as AI, so you can have control through AI or artificial intelligence, uh, which we're also seeing already. And... Um, <clears throat> It's it's a uh, sort of a group mind. Now, unfortunately, the group mind that we've seen has been um, negative in its um, expression. And that's because you've seen a lot of social media where someone attacks someone else for saying their opinion about something. And... And that actually is a negative manifestation of the age of Aquarius. 
the opposite side of Aquarius is Leo. And so self-expression and love is actually the antidote. <laughs> and you, if you don't have a balance between the two, if self-expression, individual self-expression is not fostered, then you see the situation we had with so much uh, <clears throat> cancel culture, I guess you is the common term. <clears throat> it's not positive. So there are every every type of age has its positives and its negatives. Now the other thing that's very positive about um, Aquarius is that you'll have new technologies. So you'll have med beds, you'll have replicators, you'll have energy devices that are completely different from what we have now and uh, <clears throat> propulsion systems that are different. You'll have hover cars and <laughs> whatever else you see. So, so you will have those new technologies released finally uh, during the age of Aquarius. But um, as I say, every every age has its positives and every age has its negatives unless it is balanced with the opposite sign, the energies of the opposite sign. Mm -hmm. So does that uh, cover anything that you're we're looking for? <laughs> no, I'm just kind of going with the flow of the conversation because we actually, uh, we approach this from a lot of different ways. You know, you have the historical uh, factual representation of what's going on in the Middle East. You know, there's another one we have coming up. It's uh, Follow the Pipelines where she is an expert in, you know, oil as far as, you know, why wars occur as a result of energy, you know, whether it's somebody trying to place themselves in as a middleman, for instance, right, uh, right. in Ukraine, which you had. Right, there are all of those. Yeah, there are all of those yeah. factors going on. <clears throat> but when you actually get right down to it, everything is based on energy. And so, right. uh, you know, in the the bottom line of the situation is that, and and there's a, there's another um, reason why they might be trying to take that land uh, because they want to create a um, <clears throat> canal there uh, that would be wide enough for two ships to go through, and so <clears throat> they would need to get those people out of there, right? <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, that's another reason they would want to do that. <clears throat> and um, so, so there are economic and you know uh, political reasons of why these things are occurring. Uh, but when you look at the bigger picture, that the planet is heading towards ascension, and you're, you're literally going to have people that can't raise their vibration to a higher level, to a more positive and loving nature, leaving. <laughs> They're going to leave <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, then you start to understand the bigger picture behind what's happening. And mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not suggesting that those other reasons aren't important. I'm just suggesting that they are the tactics that are being uh you know, the reasons behind some of the things that you're seeing be expressed in those ways. But ultimately what's going on is the planet is on the path to ascension. And mm -hmm. anything that's 
standing in the way of that is going to be eliminated one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, as I said, you, you take a look at this and if people would just calm down and quit trying to pick sides, and it seems that the indoctrination into our uh, educational institutions has been successful because you're seeing a lot of uh, big crowd debates about, well, I'm pro-Palestinian or I'm, you know, pro-Israel or you're anti-Semite, you know, and all this, uh, I, you know, for them it's real, but for me I see it as a bunch of petty nonsense to a degree, but yeah, I'd like to introduce... It, it is real- petty nonsense, yeah, because... Yeah, let me <laughs> yeah. Just- yeah, yeah definitely. I think that, um, that it really kind of falls in line with what you're talking about, and it also lends a very unique historical perspective. Because I've always been wondering, you know, what's this contention? Why can't the Middle East ever just settle down? So I'm going to well, stretch have a bit. people that don't want it to settle down, right? Right, and that's the point I'm about to make. So just give me a minute <laughs> and just listen real quick, because it's really it's fascinating and it'll seem weird. I'm just going to take okay. a shot. This isn't based. My research, it's based on something out there or someone out there that some I pay attention to what this guy talks about because he's so uh, reasonable. He's very lucid about what he talks about. He's got a huge command of science, historical facts, all kinds of different stuff. So you take a look at the uh, Ukraine situation, for instance. Well, that used to be known as the land of Khazaria. Okay. Right. And so the whole idea behind that and why Russia is taking back over is because the Khazarians were known as the people who were known as name stealers. So apparently right. they would assimilate into cultures, but they're all about power and control. Okay. So right. now take a stretch with this. We'll bring the alien stuff in because people are starting to hear a lot about that, even in mainstream media. Now, apparently what had happened is, there were these uh, this alien species known as the Elohim that came to Earth. And although they never created life, what had happened is they were allegedly responsible for creating Adam and Eve. So what they did is they did it by genetic modification. Now, apparently the first place they had landed was in Kassaria, what is now known as Ukraine. So right. the Kassarians felt they were the chosen ones, okay? But apparently this genetic modification didn't work too well. So well, we're going to go somewhere else, hence they go to the Middle East uh, and the area that we're seeing today around Israel, that sort of a thing. And as I understand it, it was the Palestine culture that was there. And what they their experiment actually took and it worked. Well, this upset the Kassarians. So what did they do? They eventually evolved themselves over there. They infiltrated. They began to take, you know, over that culture to a degree and call themselves Jews when, in fact, what they actually are, especially after the 1940s, are known as Zionists. Now, taking a look right, at that, right. believe mm-hmm. the chosen ones, hence, they believe that there's going to be a second coming of this alien race. You know, we've heard a lot about right. the second coming. And it's really fascinating to look at this because all the surrounding countries, they don't want these so-called Jews. And it's funny when you start pointing your finger and saying, you know, it's all the Jews fault. Oh, you're an anti-Semite. Well, in fact, the Jewish people were never Semitic in the first place because Semites actually come from the Middle East, not from Kazari or anywhere else. They come from the Middle East. And so you look at this true history and even the biblical history, and he even has a claim that most of our Bible history is actually based 
by what these uh, apparently this alien race or alien races have written. And so you kind of look at that perspective and think, well, you know, this kind of makes a lot of sense to a degree. You know, I'd still want right. you know some sort of. In the meantime, you look at that and you go, okay, now I get the holy war aspect of it. Uh-huh. And then you start piecing the other stuff like Netanyahu, how he wants to take over the Belt and Road Initiative by creating his own road. He's trying to cut China and other players, including Russia, out of this whole thing so they can become the middleman for all this trade that's going on. And right. so you start just <laughs> off, you know, to about 20, 30, 40,000 feet. And the reason they're getting you all tied up in the emotional side of it is so that you don't think. Now, here's the second part of it. From the same gentleman, and this is through a series of talks that he gave. He says, let's take a look at how we were, and he talks about the Kali Yugas, which I don't have a whole lot of understanding about, but apparently these are in 25,000-year cycles. Right. We finally, in the last 300-plus years, came out of the former Kali Yuga cycle, and we're moving into a new cycle. In that course of 300 years, Humanity, let's call it from an energetic cellular point of view, was a lot more dense than we are now. Now, that being said, the fact was we were easily controlled then. And the Kazarians, although they weren't very smart, were very wily. Mm. And so they did this the last 300 plus years. Yeah, Yeah, think about our history that way. But now what he claims is... Because of the movement up into the sky like the sun and so forth, there's a place known as Galactic Center where emanations of radiation are coming out of. And we're going to start experiencing what allegedly was written in the Bible. Like I was kind of surprised, like Moses lived to be about 500 years old. But apparently, Mm -hmm. apparently it's true because of the energetic Galactic Center was sending out this radioactivity that allowed humans to be more open in other words we weren't as dense as we were as we had been and we're starting to see that now that this galactic center energy is coming out into right. us and so we're starting to learn we're starting to go we're not buying this bs so what you're seeing uh is the last grasp of a race of humanity the kasarians you hear people call it the carta or the uh cabal you hear the kasarian mafia right. you hear all this stuff you know, trying their last grasp. And you can see by their desperate moves in the last 30, 40, 50 years, you know, of the fact that they realize people aren't buying our BS anymore. We got to figure out how to be smarter about it because <clears throat> well, we're becoming they, they, all, they also know that uh, the energies are shifting so that they won't be supported right. anymore. And, right. and so they know so the that they have a limited amount of time. And a lot of their plans perhaps look speeded up, you know, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure if they really are speeded up, but they certainly knew well in advance that the energies were going to shift away from supporting them. And mm-hmm. the Khazarians are actually, uh, and also no, they're also known as the Nazis, uh, <clears throat> the right. Khazarians are actually the reason why if Russia does invade um, Israel, that you know, it Russia, Russia's special military operation <laughs> is to actually uh, take out the Khazarians. So, right. uh, and and you know, there's 
at least one story out there that they were given the choice of of either becoming Christians or becoming Jewish, and uh, they chose to become Jewish and to use that as their cover. And as you said, they were uh, name stealers <laughs> and so and identity stealers. You see, so so it, it has been going on a very long time, and as you say. Um, started a very long time ago by another group. Mm-hmm. And all of that is uh, applicable to the current situation. But even more important is the fact that we're on the track, uh, and the spiritual revolution cycles show this clearly. And, and they're very, very unusual. You could live hundreds of years and never see the three outer planets in positive con- configuration with each other. That is extremely rare. And mm-hmm. and so so the galaxy is basically saying, hey, you're due for a, an upgrade, <laughs> you know, and, and it's commonly called ascension, you know, and, and so we're going to get there. But in order to get there, we have to clean up the mess that's already here that has created so much uh so many challenges and so much violence and so much uh control issues uh oppression right. and so forth throughout the world so yeah it's a it's a major piece of what's going on now if you look at the US we have a similar situation going on in the US you have cabal people controlling every aspect of the country, <clears throat> and so you have a situation where uh, there is likely to be a military, um, uh, let's see, what would we call that, a special military operation, <laughs> actually, uh, to mm-hmm. uh, arrest those people. And <clears throat> because we have now got the Pluto conjunct Pluto, this is known as a Pluto return, now, Pluto only returns to its original location once every 248 years, something like that. <clears throat> so this is the first time that the U.S. itself has had a Pluto return, and that's for the July 4, 1776 chart. And basically, <clears throat> that cycle is saying, are you going to stay a free country with liberty and justice for all, or are you going to give up your constitution? That, that's the question that's being asked at this time of the U.S. And if we maintain our inaction uh, to reclaim it, then the Constitution will go away. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think we're seeing cycles. I have seen cycles all year long about military cycles, all year long, mm-hmm. at, in almost every single a lunar chart for a new moon or a full moon, there's a military cycle going on, which is highly unusual, <laughs> highly unusual. Now, I'm not saying that we got to see all those military operations publicly. I'm saying that they were going on the whole year. And uh, right. probably if I were to uh, do more cycles <laughs> in the in the past, I would find more evidence of them that way, too. But particularly this year, I noticed it a lot. <clears throat> there was some. There was also some last year that I remember seeing 
and thought that there were multiple times when when we might see the military uh, step up. So this particular month is highly explosive, and it's <clears throat> it's a very unusual situation for the November 13th new moon. Now that's a, a Monday. It's not next week, but it's the Monday following that. And that particular new moon um, occurs within range of both the eclipse cycles that happened in October. And it's occurring at a time when we're having the Pluto return. And this is the last time we're going to have this Pluto return uh, for the U.S., uh, July 4th chart. Uh, these are usually processes. When you see a um, outer planet um, having a cycle, <clears throat> those those cycles kind of go back and forth over the same point uh, multiple times, usually three times. And so the last time that it does that is when the resolution occurs and we're at the last time. And it started, um, I think, February of last year, 2022. So this is the last time for that particular um, cycle. and. We have not yet resolved whether we're keeping the Constitution or not. So, but, you know, there's that thing about, uh, you know, do your business or get off the pot. <clears throat> and I'd say that's the uh, do or die time that we're at right now. And there's another cycle occurring as well with the Constitution chart. Pluto overhead is opposite the Uranus in that chart. And this is the last time that's going to occur as well. So that's a very revolutionary type energy, and this is the other reason why I think we're not likely to say, okay, just take us over and make us slaves. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Uh, so this particular uh, set of cycles in the new moon chart are exceedingly important, and um <clears throat> And what's getting started uh, at that new moon are volatile and unexpected changes. Now, they're also related to uh, financial markets, bonds, probably the banks as well. And it could also be related to the value of the U.S. dollar. And what's going on is we have the sun, moon, and Mars conjunct in the second house of the uh, new moon chart for the U.S. And they're closely opposite Uranus in the eighth house. Those are financial areas for the country. And so um, <laughs> there's also very exact financial cycles occurring, which suggest entrenched and sudden financial challenges. So, And they appear to be uh, hidden, but somehow may get revealed in the midst of all this Middle East chaos, you see. So we'll just have to wait and see, but, uh, you know, there could be some financial ramifications of this particular uh, new moon. <clears throat> now, one of the more striking features of this chart is that it appears that the U.S. is under attack. Now, that's North Node conjunct Eris. Eris is the goddess of war and chaos, and 
they're sitting on the descendant of the U.S. Uh, chart for the new moon, and they're closely square to the midheaven. So this actually appears to be a foreign attack, um, yet it also seems to have U.S. connections. So I'm not sure this might be a situation where it's what I call an inside job, where someone on the inside mm-hmm. arranges for the attack uh, or does something so the attack can occur. Um, <clears throat> so, and, and it's also possible that uh, leaders or the public appear to be uh, anticipating the attack. So that's another possible way that it could be read. Now, um, there's also the possibility that the military is somehow involved in or else they're prepared for the attack. So so this is a very uh, intense month, uh, November is. And um, with Mars opposite Uranus, and it's actually in charge of the seventh house of the attacker, uh, you know, it would likely be a very sudden and unexpected, possibly uh, quite explosive attack. So uh, one of the possible ways that we can be attacked is via cyber uh, warfare. Uh, But Mm -hmm. if it does occur that way, and Uranus can represent that, if it occurred that way, it could be something that um, is attacked via the cyber warfare but causes an explosion. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, <clears throat> there's just a lot of intensity to this particular situation. The good news, though, is that although Mars is opposite Uranus, it's also sextile to Neptune, suggesting right action or inspired action. And they're actually, um, Mars is going to go sextile Neptune and, oh no, I take that back. Mars is going to trine Neptune and sextile Pluto. And the last one, the sextile to Pluto is about transforming motivations and actions. So these are all in association with the spiritual revolution. And Mm -hmm. although you might see some what I would call negative uh, events, they're all pushing us towards creating peace and ascending to a higher vibration, you know, creating a higher level of consciousness on the planet. So I'm not saying it's without challenges, <laughs> but but it has a purpose that is pushing us towards that thousand years of peace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have a... <laughs> so then to take a look at here, as I know we're coming to the end of our time here, but to take a look at this, even bringing in a financial perspective of all this, now, this is going to take some time to clean up all this stuff because it's yeah. rooted itself decades and decades and decades when talking about central banking which is you know again the car the the cabal kazarian situation and the rothschilds are all trying to consolidate all this power in a new world government apparently these stupid idiots with too much money stuffed between their ears didn't pay attention to what i call natural laws that i brought up <laughs> right. you can't because it never works whether it's humanity or nature there's no such thing as a centralized situation that's been successful for any level of time although they've been successful for a long time but 
Uh, I'm about to do an interview called Life After Google, and this guy is a fascinating uh, guy uh, that I'll be interviewing on that. But he's saying Google and the way and the business model of Google is dying. It's actually on its way out because of things like blockchain technology. Now, just imagine in this new world we're moving into, we talked about how, you know, humans are going to be experiencing changes, especially in their energetic makeup because of radiation from the so-called galactic center. You're talking about different alignments that haven't occurred for, for long periods of time. You're looking at centralized control being lost. But the beauty about blockchain, it was funny. I was listening to an interview one time, and this was just like in the last two months, and a light went on. I was like, oh, I get what Bitcoin is, is about. It isn't about Bitcoin itself, but it's about the blockchain technology. And he says, just imagine your knowledge and your energy, you will be 100% compensated for. And yep. just to put a perspective on that, take a look at, for instance, people in entertainment, musicians especially, how, you know, they'd go out and they'd create these songs, but then you had the middle guy, the guy that was laying down the tracks of the recordings, producing records, setting up tours, and basically sticking in their, their fat hand into all the creativity that this particular right. artist was creating. Imagine, because of how technology is now, how that changed. You know, Prince right. was a great example of that how he actually gave away a brand new album you could download the whole thing for free he was showing a new way and i don't think people understood that now but if prince had blockchain technology his wealth would be exponentially very well rewarded because it would eliminate the middlemen because of the fact that he could lay full 100 percent claim on his creativity that's the beauty of blockchain and i do right. encourage the listeners to to this and so you see those things that are happening and, and hence the age of aquarius the age of knowledge our knowledge and energy is now going to be very well rewarded versus the old slave to debt banking system that we've become used to and quite frankly think is real so there's a lot going on as you said and i feel very encouraged and these are very interesting times <laughs> do you have anything yes. you'd like to leave our with their yes uh, so so in terms of the um, financial system I, I do think it's going to implode there's no reason to think it won't implode the right, uh, right now we have Saturn in Pisces uh, 30 years ago in 1994 we had Saturn in Pisces and we lost one trillion dollars in the value of bonds in 1994 dollars okay so I don't know what it would be now but you're probably talking trillions so so you have a situation where the banks are being um, imploded from both sides. So right. their their bonds are losing value. Their commercial real estate has lost easily thirty to fifty percent of its value. Uh, even residential uh, mortgages have lost value. So so they're they're. Uh, <clears throat> You know, they're being squeezed from that side on their assets, and they're also being squeezed from the side of their deposits are going away. So far, over a trillion dollars has left banks this year. And that's primarily because with these higher interest rates, people can go put their money into a investment company and get a much bigger um, return uh, on their money in a money market account than they can in a bank account. So I I don't ex and then the, you got the derivative issue 
and most derivatives, which are bets, uh, basically legal bets, um, <clears throat> many of them are related to interest rates, which have gone up unexpectedly high very quickly. And so it would be very easy for these derivatives to have a financial failure and a cascading effect on even your very, very large banks, which have zillions of derivatives. <laughs> so, well, so even your very large banks are, are in danger. And then, you know, you've got the uh, issue of the dollar, <laughs> you know, you've got... You know, and and the inflation and so on, and and of course the inflation is primarily due to them printing trillions of dollars out of thin air. So there's no reason for the the financial system to continue. It will implode right. at some point. Now, whether it's this month, which it could be, or next month, which it could be, um, it's going to be fairly soon. That could wait till next year, possibly, but it's not going to last forever, <clears throat> and one thing I would recommend for people is to realize that doing nothing is going to likely mean they're going to lose a lot because they could mm -hmm. lose everything in the banks. And, you know, <clears throat> there's different ways to handle that possibility. You could put some of your money into gold and silver coins. You could buy MetaOne coins, which are crypto that are gold-backed and will have a debit card by the beginning of next year. And, and they're sovereign, so no one can <laughs> re take your your crypto away from you, and so forth. And and speaking of crypto, the the blockchain is an excellent example of distribution, uh, non centralized distribution, uh, which is the sort of the heart of the age of Aquarius. So so that's right. definitely going to take off, and and likely you're going to have an account with the treasury instead of a bank. So I don't expect banks to be continuing in the way that they are now. Uh, they, right. There'll probably be something that might make loans, but I don't know how that will work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely. Madeline, yeah, I was going to say, Madeline, we do have to get going here. But before I go, go ahead and give out a place people can find out more about your work and how maybe they can get a hold of money as an energy game. Okay. So I have two websites. PolarisBusinessGuides.com is my one for being an astrologer and uh, newsletters, economic business newsletters and so forth, like what I'm giving you information now. That's Polaris, P-O-L-A-R-I-S, business spelled regular guides, G-U-I-D-E-S dot com. And then the the book Money is an Energy Game is actually at moneyisanenergygame.com. And there's links there to both the uh, Kindle and to the printed version of that book. And, uh, you know, you can always call us if you need to uh, set up a consultation we have a toll-free number, 877-524-8300. That number again, 877-524-8300. Very good. Madeline, thank, thank you for you. putting us on the program. We'll have to bring you back in a couple of months and see where things are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be better. <laughs> it'll get better. 
We want to thank you, the listeners out there, for tuning in. You can discover more at beyond50radio.com. That is the number 50. We do encourage you to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter and stay up to date with what's going on in the world of Beyond 50, as well as our upcoming shows. I'm Daniel Davis. Thank you for joining us. This is the Beyond 50 Radio program. And remember, wherever you are is where you should be. Have a great day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.